This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. To the blank podcast. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know. I wasn't looking. I don't know if it was me or not. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, seamless. Hello and welcome to the blank podcast. The podcast where we talk to well-known people about their lives, their careers, and those difficult and troubling moments along the way. And I'm Giles Pay Phillips, and I was rudely interrupted by Jim Daly. <laughs> well, you were sorry. Also, had I done the intro, I would have. Realise I still don't know what the new intro is, so I've got halfway through it and and struggled anyway. So I need. Well, you to... can edit this one, and then hopefully it will sort of <laughs> go in there. I mean, or you can get that line line um, a line line learner line learner. Yeah, that actually might help with me. Yeah, that that's a good idea. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just I, I I could I thought you were waiting for me, and then I hadn't. I was yeah. I just this is the problem with Zoom. It's you know. That well, normally we're quite, quite in there. sync, but um, something went wrong today. It's one of those days. It happens. I've had a weird week, actually, mate. It's been a weird one. In what way? Um, like, weird as in shit. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> just, just, um, it's one of those things where in the middle of a really good day, people happen. Mm, and, people do happen. Yeah, and and sometimes people aren't very, a bit, a bit annoying. <laughs> Real life people or online people? Oh, both. Oh, oh. Yeah, people can be annoying. I mean, oh, it's tough, isn't it? If someone's like upset you or done something annoying, it's like, mm. we've said on this problem before, like, you never know what's happening in people's lives. So, yeah, it, it's kind of, sometimes it sort of helps to sort of let it go and be like, well, maybe they're having a bad day, but it still hurts. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't mm. sort of take away the hurt from something. And also, like, we're all... I've noticed people in a few of my WhatsApp groups getting a bit um, on edge mm. and little things boil over more than they have done. And I just think it's the effect of being a year into lockdown. I think it's made people go a little bit weird, uh, So I, you know, which I do understand. 
Yeah, um, it, it, uh, yes, we should caveat that it's still we're still in the middle of um, a very difficult period globally, mm. aren't we? So um, I will cut people a lot of slack. Yeah. Hopefully we're coming out of it though. You know, hopefully there's a bit of sort of hope yeah. on the horizon. But I do think it has been a tough time. I think I think we'd all probably be a bit, mm. um, I don't know, I'd say more relaxed. But I don't know. I just I've definitely noticed in the last few months. I think lockdown is really really affecting mm. people. Um, so yeah, but I'm anyway, sorry, man, that's no, no. We shouldn't start off on a on a negative <laughs> well, footing. It's not um, negative. These things happen. That's part yeah. of life. You know, and it's it's. But you were having a good day, you know. You can. Well, I'm having a good day now because we've just had a wonderful conversation with Taj Atwell, who is um, a, a brilliant person as well as a very very fantastic actress. Um, she's been in lots of things. You would have seen her in Line of Duty, The Syndicate, which is on ITV, um, Death on the Tyne, which she was in with um, Sean Gibson and Johnny Vegas. She's excellent in that, and she's just yeah, she's fantastic fun to be with. She was, yeah, really fun guest, really um, thoughtful and positive guest. So we talk mm. a lot about sort of, you know, letting things go and the way she approaches her life and uh, being confident that things will happen for you. And, um, yeah, really refreshing, actually, sort mm. of approach to, to work and to life. And um, I think actually quite poignant because right now I think that is that is sort of approaches that we could all try and, and probably benefit from living in this kind of weird existence that we are at the moment um so yeah really but just a very fun really really fun person to to chat to for an hour uh, and i i learned a lot about mm. rip speed you know these are worlds <laughs> i didn't i didn't think i'd ever you know know about but so so informative as well as fun mm. Well, funny enough, actually, we don't plan our little conversations at the beginning, but having said that I've had a tricky week, probably best for me to let a lot of things go, and that was something, obviously, that Taj talked about a lot, and um, yeah. it's something that I took away from the pod for for sure and will be putting into place as much as possible. That's really good, and, and that ties in as well with something else we've said in the pod, that sometimes things happen in your week, life, year, whatever, that are sort of ready for you at that time, so you needed to hear that today hmm. um and she didn't know she was going to talk about that and all that you needed to hear it so sometimes you know the world does sort of there is a bit of synergy and it does sort of make things happen for you when you need them so um so yeah just another example of you know why we enjoy this podcast so much exactly there are teachable learn teachable what did i say Badable. later on Badable. <laughs> made a word up this week so that's that's you know that's great um you know there are these these things that happen for a reason and uh they can help us yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I took an awful lot away from this chat and it was lovely to talk to her. So thank you, Taj, for coming on. Um, before we dig into this week's podcast, can I read you a lovely tweet I've got here from Kelly B. Crawford? Please do. She says, anyone who knows me knows Miranda Raisin is my fave actress. But listening to this, oh my God, so much that I just oomph. When she spoke about being a mom and constantly living... Uh, worrying about the worst it was like a validation of holy shit it's not just me i'm not crazy and it really isn't you just you kelly i I think you know for most parents we feel that um quite a lot of the time so i'm glad that obviously you got some validation and um some empathy there for your for, for your own situation but yeah i'm glad that you enjoyed the podcast and got that out of it 
Me too. Yeah. Miranda was a fantastic guest. And thank you, Kelly, for sharing that. Mm. You know, you never know who else might see that tweet as well. And, 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 and that might help in their day as well. So thank you for sharing. And yeah, Miranda was a, was a fantastic guest. Really, really great. Um, I've got one here from another uh, episode where we had a great guest. It was a Troy Townsend episode, which is an episode that continues to resonate with people. Mm. And we get tweets, you know, most days about it. This is from Nobby Clark. Uh, and I recognise Nobby from my Palace podcast. So I think he might be a Palace fan as well. He says, I'm finally caught up with this episode. Glad I did. I knew some of Troy's story, but this is fantastically honest insight. Thank you all and keep up the good work, Troy. And yes, it is if you haven't heard the episode yet please do it's a very very raw and honest um talk from troy about his his life and uh, yeah continues to resonate with people as well so yeah um, and thanks nobby for that tweet you know nice to it, it's it's um you know we really appreciate the tweets because it sort of makes us feel like we're heading in the right direction it makes our guests i think feel like it was the right decision to come on here and tell their story and uh, it, it all helps each other so um you know we do appreciate it yeah, we love receiving your tweets. Yeah, so thank you for, for delivering them to us on a regular basis. And, um, yeah, totally reiterate what you said there about the Troy Townsend episode. It was a really touching and insightful episode. And um, big thanks again to Troy for being so candid on that one. Yeah, he's a top man. He's a real top yeah. man. Um, I think that's it. I think, that's what, that's, uh, I think we've done our admin. We've done our chat. I mean, this is like the perfect intro to the show. So... I'm going, to you, I'm going to let you do this one, actually. I feel like I always I always do the uh, the link into the podcast. Well, we've started so. having our, you know, I start the pod now sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then you do the ouch bit, you start the out bit, and then you do this bit, this link. Um, well, yeah, okay, you, we so you do this out. link, you do this link, and then, oh, that means, yeah, then you do the outro. Oh, God. Because I tried to do the intro, didn't I? And I, and I, and I screwed it up, so... <laughs> <laughs> So what you're saying there's a there's a good chance you might screw up the ending or, as well. Yes, or we'll both maybe, let's try and do the outro at the same time and we'll both talk oh, at the same some time. Some sort of synergy, yeah. <laughs> well just talk over each other. That's really great to hear, isn't it? Thanks. Great radio. <laughs> <laughs> this is Taj Atwal on the Blank Podcast. I've been recording my singing lessons on my phone. I don't know why it started doing this. It's automatically renaming it as Howling Wolf. Ah, but what? I feel so offended by my own phone. (laughs) So I recorded it on there, and then they looked at it, renamed it as Howling Wolf. But what a great name for a band, though. I think... um... What a great name for a band, and also an insult to my singing voice, (laughs) iPhone. There you go. Named as Howling Wolf. (laughs) So you're doing singing lessons. <laughs> Tell us about that. You know, it's not for anything. No, no. It's not for anything. It's like the one thing that I've always wanted to do for myself. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just there's some things that you want to do that is just solely for you. I do it only for me, just to practice. And I have a, a tutor that I do it over Skype with. And, um, yeah, it's just so I originally wanted to be a singer and then learned very quickly that I wasn't good enough. <laughs> so my goal was to just do it for a year and, and see where I get. So would is and it musical theatre that you were into, or did you want? Are you talking like kind of pop and rock kind of no, solo artist? No, I wanted artist? to be an actual singer. Yeah, solo artist, singer. I had a karaoke machine and everything, but I just couldn't sing. <laughs> but, but, the, yeah, but my wife's in a choir, and and obviously the the, the kind of 
thing that she gets from there is that uh, everybody can sing. You know, I, I know we, you know, obviously we're all, it's all different levels, but, you know, there is mm. that kind of thing that we all can sing. And I think that you can, you can be trained like everything, I suppose. You can practice these yeah. things and get better at you them. Can. Absolutely. And that's like, I mean, that's what I tell myself. Mm. Just a bit of practice, see where I get to it. Yeah. I mean, I can hold a tune now. I've had loads of lessons and I did it at drum school and stuff, but I just thought it was hilarious that my my phone automatically saved me as a howling wolf. <laughs> I just thought borderline offensive. <laughs> Thanks, phone. Thanks, but just when I thought I was getting good. <laughs> Uh, that's what it, it called me. It'd be but, better yeah. if it had like, called it, I don't know, a, a beautiful angel. A, yeah. Beautiful like, oh, screaming banshee or something. <laughs> <like>. <laughs> so what's the go-to songs then? Um, at the moment, my singing teacher is, is you do start with musical theatre, um, just to kind of get, get you technically trained i suppose it's just an easier route in i think with musical theatre so um i can't even remember what, I, what i'm singing now lots of andrew lloyd Webber. Okay. <laughs> so the classics yeah because yeah. um fans of the opera the that's look. quite hard that's that i mean i'm just thinking oh my like, god i'm not Come on. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking like the Sarah Brightman one where she does that really, fu- that huge falsetto that she does at the end. Yeah, that would be, you wouldn't want to start there. Um, I'm I'm alto at best. Okay. <laughs> so things like, no, but he's trying to encourage me to sing out of my comfort zone. Okay. So things like Whistle Down the Wind um, is the song that I'm learning at the moment because it's slightly higher and out of my comfort zone. The song's from Hamilton. Burn is one of them. But uh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I'll let you know in a year when I'm doing a musical. <laughs> <laughs> like it paid off. It worked. Yeah. It's, you know, it's nice though, because I, I love singing around the house um, and I really irritate yeah. everyone else in the house when I do it. Um, and my kids, I'm always making up silly songs and stuff. But I really enjoy, I mean, it is a lovely thing, singing, I have to say, even though, like, you know, I, I don't consider yeah. myself a singer in any way and I'm not very good. Um but yeah, do I you just, find it quite cathartic? Yeah, massively. In fact, actually, it before is, we jumped it? on this, I was singing along to something. Um, I'm not going to say what it was, but um, no, yeah. you know, you're going to have to tell us now. You I can't leave us hanging. To, yeah, <laughs> come on. This is this is a blank um, podcast. We share we share things on this. Podcast. We share we share. Okay, um, it was journey. <laughs> don't, don't, don't stop, stop believing. believing. That's a, yeah. That's, that's well, it came up on my. It came up on the playlist. It came up on the playlist. Um, yeah, it, it, I had it on random on shuffle, and it just came on. And that is, I mean, that is obviously great. a huge power ballad. So you know, I wasn't. I felt like I was hitting those notes. <laughs> you see, that's the thing. In our heads, we're hitting those notes, and then you hear it back, and you're like, "Oh, wow, <laughs> that was an octave off." <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But there is but something. That's a great song to start your day. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, no, totally. I mean, I mean, music in general is has always been a big part of my life. I mean, I played in bands and stuff, but um, oh, wow. I think, yeah, I just it's such a it's it, of all the kind of creative things, it's it's. I think it has a. For me, it has like a, there's a chemical reaction in my body. I think there's something yeah. really happens when you're listening to music and yeah. then performing it as well is is very much so. Oh well, I haven't got as far as performing, but you're so singing, I aren't know you? So the I guess blessing you're doing... of that. <laughs> 
to my four walls and my <laughs> poor neighbours who have to, who I force it upon, but <laughs> performing it to someone is is very different. Mm. I haven't I haven't had the pleasure of that yet. It's nice to be. Um, I don't know about you, but I sort of felt a pressure during lockdown. And I don't know if it was a genuine one or not to like learn a skill or do something or sort of use my time to like good product productivity. I think singing is yeah. This was born out one. of that. Yeah, it's good. I'm 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 impressed because I've literally done nothing. Um, <laughs> See, I love that though. I wish I could have just done that instead. I've, that's why I'm coming to you now. Where I'm just spending weeks, where I'm like, oh, she can't bother. She can't bother. I know. I'm but just that's okay, I did the opposite. Yeah, it's totally okay. I'm finding allow, allowing myself permission to just not be bothered to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think that is hard. like I'm. I was about to say I'm doing the same. I've been doing it for 36 years, so I'm clearly very <laughs> good at, it at this point. But I think like I do think as creatives and as performers, like I think it's really hard to switch off from that or to have spare time and think, oh, you know, I'm just going to watch TV because you're always thinking, oh, I could do that thing, or oh, I haven't finished that, or oh, I should be working on that. So I think actually it's quite um, forgiving to actually tell yourself. Because I've started watching uh, in the evenings after our daughter's gone to bed, before we are supposed to go up to bed early, and we never do. I've started watching, um, oh, it's a US sitcom, what's it called? Superstore. Have you guys oh, seen Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've oh, seen the first episode of that. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's sort of very sort of formulaic, classic American US uh, sort of sitcom. But it's quite good. It's quite watchable. And I've just been devouring it. It's oh, like, I'm like okay. six seasons behind or something. It's been quite nice. There's about not... 25 seasons, though. That's the only thing with it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what? Yeah. No, I'm like... joking. I'm joking. No, there is quite a few. There's though. a lot. There's a lot. I think it got cancelled. I think it got cancelled in um, in lockdown, actually. Um, but it's been quite nice just binge-watching a sort of a nothing show. Um, I don't really know where I'm going with this point, <laughs> apart from I'm hoping you guys are going to no, validate I, it I'm... and say, good idea, Jim. You oh, haven't don't worry. We'll We'll validate you, Jim. It's fine. <laughs> you, thank you. But I do that, though. I, I I think I've always tried to overachieve everything I do to try and seek validation in something. And I did that all through lockdown right up until it got to, honestly, the 1st of March. And I said to my agent, for the first time in my life, I need to not do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Just sit and regather my energy and just and I have never ever in my life said to anyone okay I just need to stop and this was the month I don't know what it was I just hit a wall and I was like right I just need to sit in my apartment on my own as a hermit and just not do anything and it feels great (laughs) yeah does it feel it feels good to do that yeah god i didn't realize how tired i was but it's great whenever i want to have a nap and i'm like oh I'm just gonna have a little nap on the sofa oh and it feels amazing. wonderful i'm a big nap yeah advocate i think there right. yeah around three o'clock every day around three o'clock oh. i'm like mm, nap time what is it about the afternoon <laughs> there's an afternoon dip isn't there? there's a proper sort of love yeah. in the afternoon um, well, the, yeah. I was going to say the people in the Mediterranean have it right where they go you know they close yeah. the shops in the afternoon and they go and have a rest siesta yeah it's it's I think I mean theirs is probably to do with the heat though yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. and then it's, it's just it's like if only if only <laughs> yeah, that as well. the, 
theirs is the yeah the absolute searing heat and they physically cannot <laughs> do anything but <laughs> now <laughs> well I, I feel we like I physically sweat. can't do anything at that time of day but it's not to do with the heat um <laughs> there's something to be said for just resting like we don't i think uh, and uh, as you know jim and i we've talked about this a lot is we keep going and going and being freelancers as well you know you're constantly kind of get work and do work and and yeah you you very rarely say no to stuff um but there is something to be said for doing that now and again it's changing your mind i haven't changed my mindset where i just tell myself work will always come Opportunities are created every single millisecond of the day. There is enough for everyone. Well, I just tell myself that, that I kind of just cut myself some slack and gave myself permission. And resting, there's there's resting, which is just, there's different forms of resting, isn't there? Because you could be lying down, but your brain's going, Mm. do you know what I mean? So... I found meditation has really saved my brain. <laughs> I, every time someone mentioned that on the podcast, I always think I need to start doing that. And I just, I've never got around to it. How? It's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. It is it's something that you do have to practice though. I've tried to, I'm like now two years into it. And now I'm like, it's a need for me. I feel like I have to do it at some point in my day. But that took a couple of years of getting into that. Starting off five minutes here and there. Yeah, I think that's the it thing. Does as well. work. I think that's the thing as well because we, I guess we sort of think, oh, I've got to go and cross my legs in the corner and be there for an hour. Whereas you can actually no. do it it's five like, minutes. Yeah, five ten minutes, like of a day, yeah. and just take yourself out of the moments. Um, and I think it's that Breathing. feeling of being present as well, isn't it? There's I can't remember who it is one of these meditation videos and she says and take the deepest breath you've taken all day and just even hearing that you're like yeah. wow gosh that really is the longest deepest breath I have had all day and I probably have been holding it oh, my breath up here and just even that alone just two three minutes of that is enough and like you said Giles it's not sitting there for hours on yeah. end with your legs crossed. Yeah, because uh, I've I've been yeah. finding recently actually that I've been um, struggling to catch my breath a bit, sort of having short little, you know, you get those short high breaths up here, mm, and you can't okay. quite get it. Um, I hope no one listening that's medically uh, tuned can tell me I've got a problem. Um, but I, th- I, th- I think it might just be <laughs> stress or tiredness, anxiety, or anxiety right, related yeah. or something. So um, yeah, your body's trying to catch up with life and even just telling yourself at some point every day just like i'm gonna take the longest deepest breath i have taken all day today and you can just start with that one simple thing every day for the next few weeks and build off that i started with this app headspace Mm. and i kid you not i couldn't even do three minutes you start in increments which is like a minute or something up to ten and um, I was living with a couple of guys at the time, two of my really good friends, and they got really into it. And I could not get past three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I found it so annoying. I wanted to <laughs> smash my phone. It was irritating. I felt uncomfortable. But you just have this 
small breakthrough eventually. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. Practice. And now I don't. I I don't get out of my bed unless I've done some small self-love meditation yeah. is the one I'm doing at the moment. <laughs> filling my own cup. <laughs> it sounds a bit like running because I started running at the start of last lockdown because I play a lot of football and then football disappeared obviously for like COVID safety reasons. So I was like, I need to get out the house and like do something. Um, so I started running and it was the same thing. Like my first run was horrendous. I couldn't do more than a couple of minutes. And then you do, there's something about sort of persistence, isn't there? It's just like persistence mm-hmm. and repetition and just sort of keeping going. You do, by the nature of anything, creative, you know, meditation, yeah. running, exercise, you do get better. And there is, I think that is quite encouraging. It makes you feel like you will get to a stage where you, you'll be slightly better than you are now, hopefully. Um, if you're getting worse, then you're probably doing something wrong. But in theory, hopefully... Something very yeah, wrong. Something's not working along along the way. Um, but, yeah, I, it, it, what I'm saying is I am going to do try Headspace at some point. To be, oh, to be honest, we had Wim Hof come on here. Or something. Oh, my gosh, Wim Hof's you, I've just downloaded his app. Yeah. I've just downloaded the app for the Wim Hof, the cold shower. I've yeah, started yeah. with the 60 60- cold shower yeah oh wow okay I so we promise, had Wim, I Wim, came, Wim Hof I promised well, Wim him came on I looked the him in the eye I looked him in the eyes and I promised him I will start doing cold showers <laughs> and I got in my shower the next day I turned it on cold I stepped in and the cold water hit my shoulder and I was like nope no, well, I tried. It. <laughs> I'm out. Wow. I'm out. I tried. I can't. It's too. Cold. He is amazing. I I started that because I'm. I do love the heating, and I really. Everyone that knows me, I get too the hot baths today. <laughs> <laughs> I started having a midday two p.m. bath um, every single day. <laughs> two p.m. every day. I'm like, that time um but yeah i have started the cold shower thing and actually i found it weirdly built up my endurance and my stamina oh damn it it's an incredible feeling you get the exhilaration when you start warming Rush. up is 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 pretty mm. amazing yeah yeah we were very lucky to have wim on the on the podcast and he did do his breathing we did do the breathing techniques with him didn't yeah. we yeah um yeah. and it, i mean obviously his 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 breathing method is quite full on because you've got that kind of it, quite uh, high energy kind of breathing and then obviously yeah. holding your breath. Um, but it is, and it is quite intense, but it's, it is amazing actually. It's remarkable. And I know, I mean, he's a, he's a remarkable character. Um, but yeah, yeah the cold shower really thing is. Is, 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 you know, he says cold shower day keeps the doctor away. And I think certainly for mental health stuff, it's incredible actually. Oh, I need to get back on it. See, I've fallen off the wagon with that. <laughs> I, I'm it's I'm fine. a hot bath person as well, but I like I had a bath the other day and I made it a bit too hot. And when I got out, I was sweating, and I remember thinking that's the exact opposite of what you want to happen after a bath. I was literally in yeah, there. Yeah, that's a little bit too. Away. Yeah, I sit in there for hours. I do all my thinking. I find my best thoughts and everything, <laughs> and I'll put some kind of meditation music on or something. And I just sit there for hours. Do you take Do you take your phone in the bath? Because I take my phone in the bath and the other day for the first time ever I, I dropped it in the bath oh man and i had to like come out and tell my wife i was like so what you know you know that thing where you put the phone in the rice and it dries the does, that work? does that work she's like why she's like, oh. <laughs> been telling me for months don't take your phone in the bath I was like, oh i may i may have slightly dropped it in the 
bar. Slightly dropped it. But anyway, actually, yeah. the, the twist of the story is I put it in the box of rice overnight. It it works. And it works. There the, you go. The, the, um, the speaker gone all tinny and weird. And like, so I couldn't listen to like a podcast or music or anything. Put it in the rice overnight. Came out next morning and the speaker worked. Like and the rice was cooked. And, the, and I had a lovely <laughs> rice for breakfast. And you had a, had a biryani the next day. <laughs> but it worked. Isn't that mad? It actually, it's one of those... I always say, oh, it's bollocks. But um, no, it actually, it actually... No, it does work. I've used it before. Yeah. I'm trying to um, not have my phone on me so much. So I turn it off at night now, every night. Yeah. I'm taking it to the bathroom. Yeah, I usually just have my laptop really far away from mm. me. And I'll just put some music on, some meditation music. But trying to get out of the habit of having it with me all the time when you say turn it off at night do you mean then like in the evening or do you mean when like yes so from nine o'clock ish half nine ish i completely turn my phone off i'll never ever sleep with it on so i've actually invested in a proper alarm clock now yeah um that i set yeah and i just i've actually yeah i just think maybe it's psychological thing but i actually it's the I sleep all the way through the night when I turn my phone off, and if it's on, I don't. Really? Same. Maybe it's yeah. a psychological thing, but don't need it on. We never used to have it on at night. Yeah. I was thinking Habit, about possibly it? putting it in a room in actually rice. in here, because our bedroom's just, like, just there. Putting it in here? Yeah. So that then, <laughs> when I want to put it in... Just keep it in rice, just in case. You never know. Um if I keep it in here throughout the night, then it means that when I roll over in the morning, instead of grabbing my phone and sitting on my phone for half an hour in my bed, I, I have to get out of bed and then I'll be up. Like that's and then go I back to bed and listen to it. No, people say that. Yeah, <laughs> people do say that though. It does get you out of bed. I've got this book, the five AM Club, about getting up at five. But when I'm filming, I get up at four anyway. Oh my word. The so body clock already gets up. So this month, that's why I was like, I've got a couple of weeks off. I'm actually going to treat myself to a lion, which. It's like seven, eight o'clock in the morning, which sounds not very much, but when you're getting up at four for work, it's actually quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Taj, like, do you, you obviously, you're doing the meditation and stuff. Has this sort of stuff mm. helped with work as well? Has it helped with your process when you're working? Massively. I just took, I was thinking it was around 26, 27, I really started getting into all of this. And then especially so the last few years, I just took the pressure off myself and just know that opportunities, everything will always come. And if you just have that mindset, I've, my life has been so abundant, more than it's ever been. More, more abundant. I get more and more relaxed and less pressure on myself. Mm. It's such a weird kind of dynamic, isn't it? I can't really just describe it. Just find a sense of calm and peace in myself and everything else seems to fall in place, naturally. It's hard to do. It is hard to let that stuff go, though, isn't it? It is hard to... Because there's an element of trust. Let what go. Well, because I worry all the time about work and I think if I'm not emailing enough people or pitching or uh, asking for gigs or whatever then I won't get them. And there is an element of that, but like, it's just tiring. It's just really stressful and tiring. And I don't know if that's lack of sort but, of trust in my own ability. I don't know. It just... I think that maybe is that it, I've been there. I've really been there. And I just had to let go of the reins and go downstream and just have absolute sheer belief and faith that things 
everything that I desire will just come to me. I don't know if that's quite egotistical or whatever, but I just have faith in that. And I just took the pressure off and that there is just work is always created just by the law of the universe. Yeah, it is. And it, I, I can't really describe it, to be honest. Well, it sounds but it bit, worked for me anyway. Yeah. So I was going to say, it sounds a bit like, almost like manifesting. You're kind of manifesting those things, aren't you? Those thoughts. And so they come yeah. to pass to a certain extent. Yeah, and it, it, it's weird because you feel like manifesting is such an active thing and you've mm. got to manifest and you've got to just... But for me, it was more just visualising it, believing, trusting was a massive part of it and just living in the end result of I already have what I want. Mm. And because of that, most of what I have wanted, I have got um it kind of sounds counterintuitive like you know, the whole manifesting thing and mm. being um sitting down and scripting it every single day and you, you know but just just for me it's more of a sense of calm and belief and knowing and living in the end results yeah it's and it sounds like confidence as well you know you i guess you have to have self-confidence to be able to to do that as well and that is obviously like gold dust really a lot of us struggle with, with a sort of lack of self-confidence. But I guess once you have that, lack then that say, yeah. belief comes that, that things will happen. It's all part and parcel of the same kind of circle of confidence, trust, belief, faith, surrender, letting go. For me, surrendering and letting go has probably been the hardest thing for me to do. Um because I want to grip tightly onto the outcome mm-hmm. sometimes. And don't worry, I have wobbles all the time. But sometimes I've just got to take a breath and say, I trust the universe and whatever is for me just will not pass me by. Sometimes even just something small like that. Just reassure yourself. You can reassure yourself. Um, and that kind of gets you back into alignment again. But look, we all have wobbles. I have wobbles left, right, and centre, but knowing that I'll come out of that wobble is enough for me to just sit with it for five minutes and then go, okay, I've had my wobble, now I can move on. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really healthy uh, that's a really healthy way of approaching those moments. And we, we, it's come up a few times on the podcast before, this idea that what, what will happen for you will happen at a time when it's ready, because I think a lot of us get into the creative industries and think, right, I want this, 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 and this. But like sometimes that thing isn't ready for you until you are a bit older or until you've gone through something else and you're sort of more ready. Like I'm writing my first solo show and I've been doing stand-up nine years on and, on and off. Wow, wow. And, but now like feels, it's weird. It feels like the right time. I've been wanting to do it for years. Yeah. So there's something about this right now that feels sort of like the right time to do it. But if you told me when I started stand-up, you have to wait nine years to do your first solo show, I'd have been like, what the fuck off? No, I want to do it next year. <laughs> but I guess there is sometimes a sort of an ex- a, a sort of power in the acceptance. You think, well, this thing will happen to you, but it'll happen... You know, I'm a very different person now to when I to nine years ago. Yeah. It'll happen when you're ready, and you might not even realise that you're ready for the thing to happen until you get to that stage. Um, and that I guess that is a similar sort of thing, this letting go and this sort of acceptance that it will happen, but you know, maybe when you're more... Well, that's busy. also shown that you do have faith in yourself because you've believed it through and seen it through those, those nine years. It, we all Imagine if we all had everything we wanted 
right now, would we genuinely enjoy it? No, we I probably wouldn't enjoy what I'm getting now. Yeah, yeah. five, ten years ago, yeah. because I don't want everything all at once. It's nice to have things in increments and at different times and stuff, and then just enjoying the journey and letting go of the oars and going through the process of it. Because then we're always going to want more things, aren't we? Yeah. You can never get it done. Um, the, the wants and stuff. But that shows that some element of you has faith and belief in yourself. That's really nice to hear, actually, because it, it is... It is <laughs> It is hard to think like that sometimes. It really is. And I, I genuinely swing day to day. Some days I'm like, yes. I've literally, before I came in, I've been like, literally writing, writing the show. On paper. It feels really good to write on paper. I just don't, don't do it enough. Um, no, I'm the same, paper and pen. It, it kind of goes back. We have this real negative notion of, oh, look at her. She really loves herself. Oh, look at him. He really loves himself. But actually... I think that's a really positive thing. Yeah, we should love ourselves. If someone says to me, oh, God, you really love yourself, don't you? I think, yeah, I'm flipping do, because why wouldn't you want to love yourself? And I think it comes with a little bit of, like, what you were saying, oh, the faith in myself, thank you, that feels a bit weird and uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. because as a society, maybe we don't like to see people who kind of have that faith and confidence and love for themselves. I think we we have a weird dichotomy where we like to break down confident people, I think, don't we? <laughs> we like the underdogs, don't we? Yeah, it's <laughs> quite a British thing, I think. But yeah, I mean, it's a British thing. But we like to, I don't, I don't know, I think the Americans do it as well. But like, we like to sort of break down, we like to like build people up. You're amazing, you're amazing. And they get to a certain level and we're like, who do you think you are? You get back are, in your yeah. box. Yeah, it's, well, no. It's a really weird, yeah. we are. It's yeah. so bizarre. I don't know why we do it. Because I think it's, I think, I think it's, it's je- half it's jealousy. Because like we see these people do really well. Mm. And we think, oh, I want to be like that. Well, they can't have it. If I can't have it, they can't have it. And actually, it should be aspirational to think, well, that person's built themselves up to that level. And they've got a level of self-confidence. And they trust themselves and believe in themselves. I can do it too. Rather than, well, I can't do it, so they can't do it. So we need to bash this person down. But... Yeah, for me, it's knowing, because look, in my early 20s, I went through the whole thing of um, feeling like that. And actually, when I just thought, there's enough for everyone. Mm. There there really is enough for everyone. Of course there is. And just changing it and just thinking, just because someone else has got something, doesn't mean you can't have it and that they've taken that from you. There is also enough for you as well. I say that with young actors and stuff who, you know, um, ask for advice and stuff and things. Just know that one person getting a job is not taking that job from you. There is also another job for you. Mm. Just the way it is. Sometimes I read scripts and I just know straight away this is someone else's job. This part is not right for me. And I just let it go because I know that another one will come. Yeah. But, yeah, in the freelancing world, I suppose that's tricky because we're yeah, <laughs> creating yeah, our exactly. own. <laughs> well, yeah, also we are, there's a, I, I mean, no one's told me directly this, but that you sort of get a notion of like, well, I'm competing with all the other people in this space, so I have to compare myself to these people. Or you sort of just do it naturally. I see people that get in a gig and I think, why am I not getting that? Instead of thinking, oh, good lineup. Oh, that'd be a good night. I'm thinking, why am I not getting that gig? And it's, it's just really hard not to compare yourself to people and think that you're competing with all these people in your space. When, as you say, there's, you know, there's enough for everyone and your time will come. And that, like you say, that, that script might not be right. Or I do advert castings and stuff. And, and mm. you know, I think the advert probably isn't 
actually, I, I saw one. I, I got penciled for a couple, and then I sort of didn't get it and saw them on TV. And I saw one, and I was like, oh, yeah, that guy's, that guy's so much better for that than me. Like, he's... I'd, I would have been okay in it, but he actually is absolutely perfect. He sort of played it in a... To be honest, played it in a more sort of muted was way than I Was that the pot noodle one? No, it wasn't the oh, pot noodle. Oh, is he living over the pot noodle? <laughs> no, it was... Uh, <laughs> he looked amazing in that pot noodle outfit. I just wouldn't have <laughs> he really been able to pull it off. the pot noodle. <laughs> um, oh, I can't remember what it was now. It was a good guy at a fun fair. I can't remember, but... um. Yeah, it's just hard. It is just hard. It's it's, it's a human inequality, though, and we will always have that. And actually, a competition is healthy. I mean, you know, from caveman times and even before that, like, we have to have some level of challenging competition to survive. That's absolutely fine. It's fine and give yourself permission to, to, to feel like that. But it's more just thinking, I don't know how I changed my thoughts it's just not thinking I'm, I'm like outright direct competition with that person i just think that opportunity says mine will come yeah. or mine is coming or i already have mine that they might not be right for we can't be right for every single thing especially you know for me as an actress i know i'm not going to be right for every single role that's just nigh on impossible and it's just accepting that It's us again. It is. We're here again with another uh, special announcement. And this one, Giles, is about a patron that we've launched because we love our blank community and we want to offer something extra to give back to them. We do. We do. We, lo- we do love our community very, very much. And it's lovely interacting with our community on a weekly basis. But we want to just give you a bit more stuff, more blank stuff, because we feel that you might enjoy it. Yeah, so we're ex- we're trying to expand our community and expand what we can offer back to you guys for your support. So we're doing what every other podcast in the world is doing. We're starting a patron, uh, which means we can offer you guys more content. So our patron uh, URL is patreon.com, which is p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash blank podcast. And there, Giles, is a range of options you can sign up to. Yeah, there's all sorts of things that people can get from our various different tiers that you can find on there. How many tiers are there altogether, Jim? Well, there's four tiers in total, um, and they offer a range of, of things. For example, you can get ad-free episodes. Uh, you can get them 24 hours earlier than the public get them. There's bonus content with our guests that only patrons will get. Um, Charles, there's there's a 20% code off merchandise. Oh, my goodness. There's even more stuff that you can get that's <laughs> blank-orientated. Um, there's also going to be a very exclusive Facebook group that people can interact with us and one another. And we can talk about the, all different things, but obviously we can talk about the various guests coming out. We might be able to, able to give you our, our patrons some special insights into what guests are coming on so that they can pitch some questions themselves. Exactly. Just another way we're trying to get our listeners really involved in the community and the making of blank uh, and then in the top tier there's going to be bonus episodes Charles. yeah and we're even going to do some director's commentary where we yes. tell you a little bit more about the the sort of things that have gone on when we've either gone to record with someone or that the process of recording the, the feelings we had on those days and just give you a little bit more insight into i guess what goes into making a podcast 
Indeed. So if all that sounds like the sort of thing you'd like to get on board with um, and you'd like to join our ever-expanding blank community and also help us keep making this podcast because your support through Patreon will help us keep making blank and we would really, really appreciate it because we love making this uh, this podcast and we want to keep doing it forever, essentially. Um, Please do go to patreon.com, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash blank podcast and sign up to whichever tier takes your fancy. Did you always want to be? And I want to be. We obviously spoke earlier about what you wanted to be a singer, but was was acting something you always thought you might go into? I actually wanted to be a rip speed specialist at Alfred's for a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> I was listening, right? Me and my circle of friends, we were obsessed with the girls that I grew up with, around 15 to 18, 19, obsessed with cars. So, like, when one of us got a car, we all got our licenses when we were, like, 17, and we would go down, this is awful, me and my friend Catherine, country lanes together, and we'd, like, teach each other to pull handbrake turns and stuff like that. Oh, God. (laughs) I was wild. And then I wanted to be a boxer, a hairdresser. There was all these different elements, but really deep down, I knew that that it would have been some element of storytelling. Writing, singing, acting, directing, something to do with storytelling. It was the one thing that I was always drawn back to. But up until 16, there was loads of different things that I toyed with. Um, so I'm just googling rip speed because I literally don't. Oh, know what do you that not is. know the rip speed counter in Alphas? No, what is Come it? On, you have Jim. not lived. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> Modifying cars, basically. I, I was. So did you do that? Did you put, put spoilers right. on and go faster stripes? Well, no, I worked at Alphas on till, so I mean, I was never cut out to to, to actually get on to rip speed. But I just, I loved just every element of it. I can't tell you now, but at the time, I knew what what um filter you needed on your car what everything it was around the time when like voxel novas and voxel astros so, were really in <laughs> so when we used to um when i used to rehearse in brighton with the band was down on madeira drive which is on the seafront and on a sunday evening that was the place for all the boy racers to turn up um, so I would have been hanging yeah, around and with the girl them races, probably. Yeah. Girl races as well, but um, yeah, and they had all these, like yeah, like you say, Vauxhall Novas, Fiestas. Um, there was one with a Capri. I mean, I'm not right, talking okay. like. I mean, it was obviously like, and they'd spent. They'd obviously spent so much money on these so vehicles, and I was. You always start thinking, mate, if you just kept some of that money, you could have got such a good car. But I suppose it's the element of like you know creating these these beasts, and then but they just that used is to run, the beast element, yeah, isn't it? And then they just used to race up and down with these um, <laughs> with these like bizarre, and, and and the engines on them sounded awful. And you said, oh man, oh, oh. don't don't! I loved it. The neon lights, yeah. Under my, I even bought pink ones for my first ever car, which Amazing. was a Corsa, and I just wanted the neon lights underneath. I wanted dice. all the modifications, the, dice, the hanging dice. In the, on the, the di- I had the yellow <laughs> smiley faces. Do you oh, remember yeah, those? Yeah, yeah. Dank. Oh god, now that smell. Because I worked on the tills at Halfords, and they, they always <laughs> used to be on the tills. The blacked out windows. I knew which tin Classic. film you could have for your car and how to put it on. And 
honestly was obsessed <laughs> but at the same time I was still going to college training to be an actress <laughs> honestly I was a massive walking con- contradiction I, I, just didn't know. I just, yeah. yeah I just didn't know who I was at the time and look I'm still I still do love cars um but <laughs> wait so if a role came up for a rip speed specialist, I mean, that, if a script came into that, that is your role. Like, I'm that, really thinking, specific. Yeah. Do you know that they keep making those Fast and Furious movies? There's going to be an opportunity, I think. Well, yeah, no, I want to do the more the more kind of northern chappy version, <laughs> <laughs> which is what I was. Uh, yeah, really funny. I was just really into it, and yeah, me and Catherine would go down these country lanes, we'd really rag our cars around, and we'd really try and pull these handbrake search. We had no fear. Yeah. yeah, 17, well, yeah. 18, you've just got yeah. no fear whatsoever. Um, probably did way too many illegal things, driving each other's cars and stuff like that. But whatever, you live and learn. Mm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you do those things when you're younger, don't you? It's part of life experience. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. do it now. Yeah. But you, you, as you say, you're fearless when you're, yeah, you're fearless when you're so young. So fearless. Just... You just. But also, you're experimenting and you're sort of trying out life and you're trying to find out who you are. You know, and again, like I think people want to put you in boxes when you're young, and and I think you do. You, you sometimes you can feel like an outsider really quickly. I think if you're not, because I was a football kid growing up, so that was really easy. He, he plays right, football, yeah. But like, everyone knows sort of what you are, but don't know. It's hard sometimes. I think if you don't fit into any boxes or or you're into something a bit niche but that's part of growing up like you know niche, go, go, niche like you know rip, rip speed specialist for example I, I don't know i think i think i just think it's hard it's tough being young working out what you're doing i mean i'm still some of us get to mid 30s and still still working out you can never get it done and it, you never get it wrong i say actually that's an abraham hicks quote you can never get it done you can never get it wrong you can't. Like, if someone said to me, oh, you did all this stuff when you were younger, I'd just say, yeah, I know I did. But, I mean, what you want me to do? I was a rebel. I didn't know who I was. I was pushing the boundaries all the time, just trying to figure out who Taj was. And like you mm. said, you're still trying to figure it out every day, still trying to. But I would not want to be a kid now. No. Everything's filmed. Everything's videoed. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know, that beauty of just not having that and just being with your mates and not having the phone glued to your hand and pictures of everything. I mean, when I went out, we'd take a full-on disposable camera. Yes. <laughs> I remember disposable camera. Then the excitement of getting it developed the next Give them step. Print to Go to Boots and they're all, out, they're all blurry, all out of focus. Oh, for the thumb over every yeah. original selfie. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. God, I loved it. And I'd get all my Boots points, go to get them developed. <laughs> Well, I'm a bit older than you two, so it was Polaroid cameras when I was... <laughs> oh, wow. Seriously? Okay, yeah, that's... That's cool, though. Yeah. That's cool. Well, they're in well, now. It's instant, isn't it? Get an instant yeah. photograph. Wow. They're, they're in. Did you keep any of your Polaroid cameras? No. They're probably worth loads of money. No, yeah. yeah. Get a bit wet on them. <laughs> yeah, that was silly. So, you said you around that time you were doing, like... An acting course. Were you doing? You were in drama school, or were you doing an acting course? I was at your college doing a BTEC. I loved it. I had the most supportive tutors, and they really. It, to be honest, it was thanks to them that I actually pushed, not pushed myself, but I was really encouraged to go go into acting because 
you know, I was a bit of a rebel and a true and, and stuff. And they just still said, just come back, keep trying, keep knuckling down, keep doing it. And they just constantly gave me opportunities and reassurance and guidance. Um, and they just, they let, but they let me f- not fail, but they let me make mistakes, learn them and then just carry on and, and kind of held my hand through that and encouraged me to go to, to drama school helped me with all my old college helped me with all my applications they helped me with all my auditions um and gave me every bit of support that I needed I cannot thank them enough um and then went to drama school it's amazing how often this comes up on the podcast that, that people can look back and pinpoint one or two teachers that like and still remember their names and sort of their faces and just that, that helped them along along the way it's it's funny these sort of I, don't, I was going to call them sliding doors moments. It might not be that dramatic, but like there are people along the way that can just sort of, sort of point you in the right direction and just. Uh... Well, also, Jim, I'd say that you're getting that level of encouragement as well. I think, you know. It's the encouragement and the support. Encu- yeah. Like, but your college have this fantastic department of like, I think it's called Connections and Rebecca van der Aar, and they had, they had counseling and everything oh, for wow. the students. I don't know what it's like now, but I'm sure it's just as good. But that level of support, you can't put a price on that. Yeah, and again, what as we say, that that time when you're kind of a bit, I guess, a little bit lost sometimes, to have that is so vital, I think. I mean, I, I think that, you know, a lot of, probably a lot of um, kids at that age do get a bit lost. You know, I know, I know we've talked to Jim about people coming out of university as well, having that same sort of feeling of not knowing what they're going to do. Um, but to have that level of encouragement and, and focus, to focus you in one direction, I think that's, honestly, it's it's, um, it's great. I think it's really lovely. It's always lovely to hear it. Yeah, I think the, the, the main thing was this being allowed to make mistake, what we would perceive as a mistake, which actually is just a far, part of fundamental growing up in childhood but giving a child or a teenager the room to do that because no one gets it right really and not kind of coming down on them a ton of bricks and just saying okay what can we learn from this and how can we come out of it and I've had so many people holding my hand yeah I remember I I remember my head of sixth form I really sixth form didn't really work out for me um but I remember my head of sixth form, Mr. Butterworth, his name was, and he was a Norwich City fan. I remember oh, that because what? are you a Norwich fan? Yeah, I'm you, from Norwich. Yeah, you're from oh, Norwich, aren't you, originally? There you go. Well, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm Canaries. Canaries. There we go, up the Canaries, having a good season, having a very good season. Um, I'm a glory supporter. I don't follow them as much anymore, but my brother is obsessed. So they're doing, They'll be back in the Prem next season, definitely. So they're doing they're very well. Every year relegated back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Palace, well, Palace, <laughs> Palace is like in the 90s, up and down. We're just the boring table Premier League now. Um, but basically, he was our head of sixth form, and I used to have him for general <laughs> studies. That, that was a course we had at the time, general studies, um, which is basically sort of a DOS course. But um, he would basically counsel me. Like, he would, we'd chat about, I don't think we even think we did the course, but we'd chat about, like, why I was struggling and what was going wrong. We'd chat about football. That would be our entry into these conversations. And, yeah, looking back, actually, he was probably my, my first sort of counsellor because he was just very understanding and, like you said, sort of supportive and wouldn't admonish me if I'd made mistakes I basically, mm. never, I basically never turned up for French. Like, I just didn't. I, I felt so overwhelmed. I just didn't bother turning up. 
I used to go and get I used to go and get Donner kebabs at midday in Oxted. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm living the dream now. But yeah, that was uh, that wouldn't have been great. Um, great for my insides. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was just interesting. Like he was a really yeah, Mr. Butterworth. He was uh, he was a good guy. He helped he helped a lot. I then went to a different college in my in my uh, gap year and then went to uni. And he was uh, yeah, but it's just. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's a lot nice of kids to have get that, that support, one. But it's, you're lucky when you have had it. I mean, yeah. I don't. I honestly, I don't know what it's like now. But I, I definitely did. But I'm, I'm sure there's still loads of tutors and stuff like that, that out there. I'm sure. I hope. <laughs> yeah, well, I think there are. Yeah, no, I do. I do think there are. So drama school. What was? Mm. Did you did you enjoy drama school? Was it a time? I mean, I, I can imagine that it's quite pressurised. I don't know. I just feel like it was all a big blur. (laughs) The first year I just was so different to my peers that I think that was a big, the whole first year was just an adjustment period of them getting to know someone like me, who was very different to, to who they were and me getting to know people who I'd never really experienced before. (laughs) You know, I remember like one of my, I can't remember what it was. We all like to sit around and talk about something we'd done in our summer holidays or something. And, you know, people have been backpacking around Vietnam and stuff like that. And just all this stuff that was a world away from anything that I knew. My biggest highlight was I went to see the Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to say? Like, guys, have you heard about Rip Speed? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, even that, they just couldn't, you know. But I really made some good friends and... I don't really keep in touch with so, so many of them anymore. We kind of all grown up and mm. stuff, but I keep in touch with one or two. But I would say mainly those three years with me trying to undo all of my flaws and trying to adjust and learn how to be with people who were not like me. Mm. Um, I'm sure I was an absolute pain in the ass for three years, uh, which I can only apologise for. (laughs) (laughs) And then kind of around the third year, I really started to come into my own and I started to discover people like Harold Pinter, Alan Aikborn, playwrights and work that I thought oh yeah this is stuff that I can really see myself mm. in and really started to, to to see a future in in acting but again I just didn't give myself loads of pressure I'd said to myself right I'm gonna give myself two years when I graduate I'm gonna try and get at least one or two jobs in those two years I'd given myself a really good amount of time and it was a nice healthy amount of breathing space to just secure a job or two um gave myself permission to 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 figure it out and I carried on going to classes all the time at the actor center any class that I could think of just to be better I just wanted just to be a really good actress because I knew leaving drama school didn't mean I was like ready to do anything and everything I knew I still had to keep learning um but it was an interesting time Mm. so you kind of built a (laughs) built a work ethic during that time then to with with regards to acting Oh, yeah. I mean, drama school, especially our, our drama school, that, it instills it into you. Discipline. Yeah. I mean, you're getting up at 8 o'clock every day. You're working through, right through till 6. Every single day was an hour of workout, working out, really high intense working out. Then you could go straight to three hours of dance, straight to three hours of acting or three hours of ballet. And it's really, really rigorous. And the discipline, you keep that with you for life. Mm. 
would say, for sure. Yeah, I wish I had that discipline <laughs> when I was younger. Um, so you went to uni. I think it's different at uni, isn't it? I don't know if, what the hours are like. Um, do you actually well, do anything at uni, Pastor? Get up at, get up at <laughs> one, have, uh, have, have Madonna, have Madonna oh, I didn't go to university. Have Madonna so <laughs> Go back to bed. Um, go and cry in Mr. Butterworth's office yeah. or whatever he's <laughs> yeah, called. Go, yeah. go and chat to him about Norwich. Um, no, yeah, uni, uni, my uni wasn't a very pressurised. I mean, it was the exact opposite of that. It was very much do your own thing. Um, what did you study? I did journalism. Oh, wow, um, okay. So I thought I really wanted to be a journalist, and then I actually spent three years realising that I didn't want to be a journalist. <laughs> Babe, well, what a useful three years. You needed that contrast to know what you yeah. didn't want to do. Well, I, then, I then actually did go into journalism. <laughs> how far into that. the... Th- yeah, but, but Jim, how far into the three years did you realise you didn't want to do graduation. Just, but, probably the first couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. Just, it's just tough at that age. You just don't mm. think you know what you want, and then you get a taste mm. of it, and you think, oh, I don't know, really. And it's just... Yeah, I came out of uni not really sure what I wanted to do and then did a bit of work experience, sort of fell into it, then got to my late 20s and decided, mid-20s, decided I didn't want to do it, went to do something else. Then I've been in comedy since I was, yeah, 28, 29. But that might change. I might I might want to do something else in my 40s. I don't know. Like, it just... Oh, I always say to people, don't stay in your own lane. Go in every mm. other lane. I love it when people branch out and do different things i'm i'm all for it yeah and and, and why not and, it, and there's no time limit on that like it's never you're never too late to you know nah. retrain and do something else you know you'd say sort of going to the actor center and still training and stuff and, and practicing and doing bits like, i think we can always learn and we can always do something else if you want to i know there's like absolutely i, I know there's financial worries and stuff and you know you have to be sort of I was about to say sensible, is that the word I mean? You know, realistic, I guess, but I don't know. Gone are the days of jobs for life and people training for one thing and that's it. Like, I think you can, as you say, broaden your horizons, get in a different lane. Yeah, definitely. I have many a book on many a different things, none of which I've finished yet. At one point I was like, oh, well, only a few months because I'm going to study economics while I'm at home and got a book on economics because I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a really good business owner, but I read like one page. (laughs) (laughs) Good idea, though. I mean, actually, being good at economics, that would... Yeah, well, my dad's an accountant, so I sort of let him do all my tax and stuff but um <laughs> I, I i do sometimes wish like like oh i wish i'd maybe trained in like a trade or something like do you know what i mean like do you? i wish i was good at cars i wouldn't i'd quite like being a car mechanic or like i wish i was good at diy rip speed or rip speed you know being a rip speed specialist <laughs> no, i think i think those are uh you know good skills to have but um who knows maybe i will at some point who knows i got you know but two Maybe I'll... You'll change the tyres on my car. I've ever changed a tyre. Do you know what? That is one skill that I really want to learn. Is know how to change the tyres on my car. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good one. Oh, no, I have. Have I? I think I have once. I think I have once changed the tyre when I was very young. But Wow. That's a skill. I'm impressed. I might be making that up. I've got very heavy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. It... I don't really know where I'm going with this. Jim, it's us again. 
and uh, we've got some big news. We have indeed. Uh, Giles, I can't believe I'm saying this. We've written a book, a book about blank moments based on this very podcast. Yeah, we've been recording this podcast for a while now, and as we've been doing, we've realised that everyone has these difficult blank moments. All our wonderful guests that we have on the podcast and our listeners get in touch with us all the time to tell us about their own situations, their own experiences of blank moments. And sometimes that can be from a personal life, from their career, the relationships they're in, or maybe it's a public situation. Yeah, I mean, it really, it's one of those terms that can be applied to anything. Social anxiety, imposter syndrome, just sort of generally being off form, having an identity crisis. I mean, it's all part of the human condition. And yet we all get thrown off from time to time and sort of made to feel a bit helpless yeah so the book is made up of all these different chapters that sort of concentrate on these various themes that come up in the pod so whether it's uh, public failure social anxiety fear mental health grief all the things that our amazing guests have talked about on the podcast yeah i mean and those guests include louis theroux david harbour reg d hunter dawn french rachel paris amanda abington john ronson rufus sewell gary lineker all these people that really opened up to us about these difficult moments and what we've done is we've dived into them um explained how we relate to them talked a little bit about our own experiences and almost gone on a journey of this discovering blank moments and how they've helped us and we hopefully we take the reader on a journey with us. Yeah, there's loads of stuff in there for everybody, I think. It's a bit memoir, it's a bit self-help, and there's lots of interactive bits in there as well, so you can do your own gratitude list, and there's tips on uh, if you're having sleeping problems. So all different things that you can take out of the book. And where can people get hold of this book, Jim? Well, so it comes out in March in 2021, but it's available to pre-order right now from Amazon, waterstones.com, and hive.co.uk. Yeah, it's, I'm really looking forward to everyone getting their hands on it. And uh, hopefully lots of people will be able to identify their own blank moments. And you never know what you might find out. Well, it's funny enough, I had this conversation with a friend of mine yesterday who... Um, he's a police officer and he's thinking about changing careers because he just doesn't... He's not enjoying the job. And um, he's really into making... Biltong, which is like um wow like dried cured meat you know meat, yeah, yeah. I, I say, have i got to google something else bill yeah it's like um a bit like beef jerky i suppose it's bit, yeah it's, it is yeah. beef jerky really yeah. isn't it that biltong's just a certain brand yeah i, want I think that's just like a sort of overall kind of thing there is a vegan one i really want to try because oh. i don't eat meat but yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's a vegan biltong is there what's that made now? from <laughs> i don't know maybe like um What's it called? Jackfruit? Maybe that's yeah. something? I don't know. Yeah, that would make sense, I've had, yeah. I've had um, vegan called pork, which is jackfruit. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's Delish. really nice. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Anyway, he um, he he was saying yesterday, oh, you know, I'm not enjoying the job. And then he got talking to someone outside a coffee shop. We were just getting a coffee. And he was from South Africa. And Biltong's huge in South Africa. And they got talking about Biltong. And he said, oh, it would be really good to... Maybe make a build, like get a get a little unit and start making it more and more an industrial size thing. And he was really thinking about doing it. And I, and he said, "What do you think?" And I said, "Look, mate, I'm not the best person to talk about things like this with because I will always say, go for it with your heart and soul. Yeah. You know, just oh my you, gosh, you never know yeah, unless because, you try. Like just." 
you know, I said, but, you know, that might not be helpful. You've got, you know, you've got a family support and everything. And I'm not very pragmatic in those moments. But I, but I think it is. I think it's really, if you've got a dream or a, even an inkling for something, doing something else, I think you just have to go for it. Why not? Absolutely. Because you just never, ever, ever, ever know. Oh, I hope it takes off for him. It sounds very exciting. So do I. Yeah, I hope he does it. But um, but yeah, but it goes back to that thing of just yeah. I think sometimes you do. You have to go with your gut, and you know, do, do you find that you do that with regards to work? Do you know if you get offers of things or you're going for things that, like you said earlier, you alluded to it that you know sometimes parts aren't right. You get a script, you think, well, this isn't for me. Do you do you use your gut quite a lot with regards to work? Yeah, I just sometimes just know when I read something, I'm like, this is another actress is, is gig who can just probably not um, just do it differently to me and, and probably more suited. But um, I feel like maybe now where I'm at, I'm trying to push doing parts that push me. And I've um, just trying to take myself into maybe a different place with my career, doing kind of more movies now as well. And um, so I've done a lot of comedy mm. in my career. So just pushing myself now and seeing where I can, where I can go test my skills, see see what I'm capable of. <laughs> yeah, because, you, I mean, you've worked on some big shows as well, you know. I'm, I mean, yeah. Obviously, there's a big one coming out this week that you've been involved with, um, Line of Duty. Yeah, yeah. What, uh, do you enjoy working on those big productions? Yeah, absolutely. I love being out of my comfort zone. And I'm not always going to get it right. And sometimes I look back and feel always a bit shit in that, but I just honestly don't care because it's the only way to learn and move forward. You... And it's only ever really me that's going to be my own biggest critic. I don't really, I'm not really bothered what anyone else thinks of it. I am obviously, I want them to enjoy the show, but um, I'm only ever looking at myself to think, right, what can I do to improve and, and for the next job? But yeah, I love, I love being a part of big shows. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, do you, and you, I, do you, you're just sort of saying there, like, do you do you mm. watch yourself back sometimes? Do you are you are you self critical sometimes about performances? I like I like well, I like watching the shows that I've been. I'm not everything. I haven't sat mm. and watched everything that I've been in. I'll be honest with you, <laughs> but most of the stuff I have, mainly because. There are three to four hundred people who have put their time and effort into yeah, making yeah. something, and I think it's really poor form to not be bothered to sit and watch the effort that everyone mm. has put in. Because um, it's not just you, you know, as much as we'd like to think with <laughs> the center of the universe, everyone has put time and effort in. And I personally, for me, I um, learn, grow, and expand from watching myself back and seeing myself in scenes okay now I've moved on a year on and I watch it back what would I do differently now mm. um knowing the skills that I having the skills that I have now what how would I have played that scene differently um and it works for me I know some people don't don't like to watch themselves but yeah that's how I like to learn I think that's a, that's a, I think that's a healthy way to approach it um like I record all my gigs when I do stand up and then sort of listen listen back to it on the way home and it can be excruciating sometimes, like sort of hearing, oh, hearing gosh, your own it's like voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's comfortable. I'm not saying it's a comfortable, <laughs> easy watch, but <laughs> yeah. And you can yeah. Imagine with comedy, that's quite hard. How do you? Um, yeah. Get feedback. Uh, well, if you know it's been a bad gig, then maybe don't listen back to it. But if it's been like a you know five out of ten or above, then 
Mm. It's just like listening for sort of the way you say things and yep. the audience reaction. Did they laugh a bit too early? Did you not get to the punchline quick enough? Did they laugh a bit? You yeah. didn't think they were going to laugh at all. Can I make that into something? Yeah. But analyzing yourself, I think, I think is is quite is quite difficult because um, it's like you, you're sort of you're sort of exposing yourself to yourself. That sound that sounds weird. That didn't come out. <laughs> <laughs> that, wow that came out very wrong exposing you yourself to, to yourself <laughs> whatever floats your boat Jim that is, that's that, what makes you happy I'll tell you what that is the first single from Howling Wolf I'm telling you now <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah that yeah that did not come out right but um, you know what I mean you're, you're sort of analysing yourself I guess and, and it's it can be it can be uncomfortable um, but you are, we are our own biggest, no one really is going to be a bigger critique than yourself. So if you can sit with yourself and work through that and make notes and figure out where you're going to improve and stuff, then it really doesn't matter what anyone yeah. else says. So how good is it though when you do watch yourself back or listen to it back and think, oh, that was quite good. Oh, that, you know, it's so encouraging yeah you should feel proud of yourself yeah it is yeah yeah definitely absolutely there's stuff i've watched back and thought oh really proud of the way i did that scene or i'm happy with the way that scene has worked out because when you're on i mean it must be the same with stand-up every time like oh i could just go back and do that again Mm. (laughs) yeah but you've yeah it's it's well, yeah, we stand up, but like you've said it, it's out there. And there might only be like yeah. 10 people in the room that have heard it, but like still 10 other people. Um, mm. Yeah, you can't really, you can't really sort of take it back. But uh, Can you do the same material? Do you do the same material at different shows? I literally have about 10 minutes material ever. So I just do the same 10 minutes at, at most shows. Um, but no, you're supposed to, I mean, I'm writing a whole hour, which is... Um, difficult that's that sounds scary the main problem i have is remembering it like writing it's not too bad like we're trying to remember it i struggle with remembering like a 20 minute set sometimes like trying to remember i don't know how i'm gonna do it i'm gonna have to have so many notes there must be techniques techniques you can use to teleprompter Uh, not teleprompter sorry line learner where you record it in and then you just hear it back when you're going for your runs and stuff that's a good idea actually yeah possibly i've not heard of that Wow. Yeah, it's a really good app. Um, It's called Line Learner, and you um, you just put your your dialogue in there and you just hear it back. I'm I'm literally going to write that down. Um, (laughs) I think it's just repetition, I think. I think Mm. the more you do it, so yeah, Line Learner is a good idea, but the more you do things, the more you sort of get get used to it. But I mean, I'm going to break up this show with the sort of uh, visuals and the songs and stuff like that, so that obviously... Chunks to, to sort of fill up the time and stuff, but um, yeah, see how it goes. First, I mean, the first page is half done, so that's obviously I've, I basically got nine pages, and they're all going to be about hopefully five minutes. So, sweet, we'll see what happens. But, um, what was the question? Well, I was going to say, like, obviously, all these experiences you know, like every stand up gig you do, every um, part you play or every day you're on set they're, they're, this is learning curve it's a growth you're growing in you know whether you do it well or you do it badly um that is a moment of growth for you as a person and you can look and reflect on those moments and sometimes they're not so good and sometimes they're really excellent but you can you can take away from that 
you know, an, an, an experience that you've had and that you are, you have grown as a person and as, and as a, as, as an actor or as a comedian or as a writer, whatever it might be. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously the overarching goal when you perform as a performer is you do want people to enjoy your work. It's just not being so hard on yourself if it didn't quite land. Hmm. Because then you'll learn from that, like you said, and put it onto the next project. Well, also, and not not everything can be perfect either. Like you can't you can't be perfect yeah. every time. Not like you, you can't nail every audition. Like you can't nail every gig. Like that's just it's like physically impossible. Um, so you there will be yeah there will be bad bad moments and and teachable moments. I think they call them, don't they? And so you. Badable. Badable. That's a new word. Badable. Yeah. Badable. I think you just created a... Is that a word? I love it. I'm going to use it. I think I Badable. just created a word. Yeah. I, I feel like you you may have done. And, and that's the second album for Howling. Howling. <laughs> that's the second it? album. Second is, album. Yeah, Badable. it's the difficult second album. That's the second, album. second track. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the really I never it's the really tricky really second episodes. album that, that they... <laughs> Howling Wolf spent six months in the studio trying to write Badable and... Um, <laughs> It's not going to be reviewed well, is it? The, the producer left halfway no. through the production. Because they were insistent yeah. on calling it Badable. Do you want to do a different yeah. thing? No, we're, it's the one thing we're sticking with. Um, badable. Right, well, Taj, well, honestly, that, it's been... Sorry. sorry, I was going to say, it's been an absolute delight to talk to you. Thank you so Thank much you for, for your time today. It's been wonderful, wonderful to talk to you. And I can't wait for all your new projects. The Syndicate's coming out, so is that is that when's that being aired? Yes, we finally have a date. It's the 30th of March. Fantastic. 9pm. Um, Lovely. So Tuesday. that's great. So that'd be, yeah, fantastic to watch that. And, you know, I, I'm, you know, a big fan of your work. So um looking forward to seeing Thanks lots so of things. Thanks so much for having me. No, no, it's oh, an absolute pleasure. No, thank you. It's been a joy. Brilliant. It's been a fun one. Yeah, it's been really, really fun. Thanks for... Uh, we put the world to rights. Putting the world yeah. to rights. <laughs> learning about rip speed. I mean, what more do you yeah, want? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 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 Thanks, guys. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, there you, well, there go. you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to read your lips to see whether the timing is right. Well, you always say that, well, there you go. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. <laughs> we nearly got it. Actually, in the edit, I can make it go. We can sync it. We can sync it. We can it. sync it perfectly. We so. could do the whole thing, just talking over each other. We could do. It'd be like, um, it'd be like sort of layered voices, wouldn't it? We could do, we could harmonise it. Well, we are. That would be, yeah. We could, how would we are? Let's try and do, let, well, there you go. Harmonise. Okay, you do, you do down. I'll do up. One, two, three. Well, there you go. That didn't work. Let's try again. One, two, three. Well, there you go. No. It's not hearing. Anyway, I'm just seeing. I'm just like, I'm nah, just saying it lower, and you're just saying it higher. Uh, anyway, let's first of all let's thank Taj Atwell for coming on. What a fantastic guest. Positive, friendly upbeat some great advice um and wonderful name for bands great name for a band let us into the world of rip speed i mean honestly i feel like we covered a lot of bases there on that so many bases were covered it was such a joy love taj yeah and uh, yeah what a privilege to sit down and have a chat with her so yeah thank you so much for coming on and um yeah it was a really really 
great podcast. It was a, it was very enjoyable. Even, it was a really enjoyable yeah. one to be a part of, and uh, I think we all need that at the moment as well. You know, yeah. saying right at the top, you had a bit of a bit of a week. Um, so it's nice, I think, then to connect with someone who's got that sort of energy. Uh, it can it can genuinely sort of make your day actually because i think we'll both go away from this now sort of you know we're finishing about midday here i think it'll give us a spring in the step for our afternoon and that's just from having chatted to someone with a nice energy like like she had so makes a difference big time big time man i think yeah these i mean we're so lucky with these conversations but yeah when you're having a dark day the pank podcast for me is a real light moment so thank you that's a good little tagline as well we should we should write that down um yeah. Anyway, I think that. Oh, we need to give people our Twitter handle and stuff, and then so mm. they can. Oh God, sorry. <laughs> that I'll edit that out. <clears throat> what are you um, doing? You burping? I burp. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've got to leave that in. Um, uh, oh dear, I'm just so uncouth. That's so badable, man. That's bad. Badable. That is ba- That's proper badable. <laughs> There you go. Can you use it in a sentence? Yes. Jim burped on the live on the pod, and it was badable. It was badable. Um, anyway, if you'd like to get in contact with us, if you enjoyed this episode or any others, and let us know what you think, uh, any takeaways from this episode, please do. Our Twitter handle is... At blank pod. Uh, and our uh, Facebook and Instagram is exactly the same. At blank pod. Um, we're also got an e- we also have an email address. If you'd like to email us, we'd love to hear from you. Our email address is... The blank podcast at 2018. No, it's not that. <laughs> the blank podcast 2018 at gmail.com. Seamless. That's the what one. A pro. That's the one. We are pros, mate. We are you know how pros. we were talking on the pod about growing and getting better <laughs> after your, you know, every, 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 every time you do these, you get better at them mm. because you've learned from the last time when you made a mistake. Yeah. I think today so is I a classic know, example. Next time it will next time it will be it'll be, it'll be slightly than, less badable. <laughs> it will be slightly less badable. Oh dear. Well, it's been a fun one today. It's been a fun one this week. So I mean, yeah. they're all fun, but this this has been a yeah. It's been it's been good. Um, so it's been a it. funnable one. <sighs> Don't push it. One word. One word. An episode. I think we'll, <laughs> we'll keep funnable for next week in our back pocket. Uh, it's funnable. The opposite of badable. <laughs> No, goodable would be the opposite of badable. That's a fair point. This needs more this needs more thought, doesn't it? Goodable, funnable, badable. <laughs> Badabing, badable. <laughs> I think that's a great I think we should just leave there. We should just <laughs> That's just that's your outro done. Um Anyway, thanks for listening. I'm going to leave you with the debut sound of Mercury-nominated Howling Wolf. Have a safe week. Look after yourselves. Hope it's not too badable. And we'll see you next week on the Blank Podcast. Blank Podcast.
Podcast.